Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project Podcast, your one-stop shop for up-leveling your life. My name is Abigail Lang, and I am a full-time student, content creator, freelance video editor, writer, and motivational speaker. I'm here to help you grow into the life you've always wanted to have, so let's get real on how to do so. Hello everyone. The message for this week's episode is so simple, but it's actually very powerful. And the message is, as you could obviously tell by the title, let life surprise you, let God surprise you. This is a mindset shift that I've had that honestly completely changed my life. And for some reason, I didn't have it until this year. But I noticed that I was in this habit of trying to control everything, like even things that really weren't in my control at all, I wanted to control. So like my interactions with other people, how people treated me, what other people thought of me, and how well my videos on social media would perform, right? And, you know, to some extent, it makes you feel like you have control over things if you overthink and you spend so much time trying to think of what the perfect outcome would be and hoping, like expecting the certain outcome to happen. But I will honestly tell you, I think it has the opposite effect for most of us. And we end up thinking about our desired outcome so much that when it's something outside of our control, we just end up disappointing ourselves. And that's not to say that you can't have the things that you want in life. And if it's something within your control, like getting a good grade on a test, starting a business, you know, like making a new friend, sometimes that is in your control. And there's steps that you can take to get there and you should be taking action. But if it's something truly outside of your control and something that you should not be trying to force, like let's say someone liking you back, for the younger viewers who are listening to this, a video going viral for my sweet content creator friends, or even getting a job opportunity, like the interviewer liking you. All of these are things that really aren't in our control. And for the longest time, I was always set on having a certain outcome happen. And I realized that in that way, I was chasing external fulfillment And I was banking all of my happiness on things going my way. And becoming a Christian and really turning back to God was what changed things for me because it made me realize that I truly don't know what's best for me. I really don't. I can try to think that I know which people and which opportunities are going to make me happy, but I don't. None of us really do. A lot of the time we'll fantasize people before we really get to know them, or we'll fantasize opportunities and we'll think that it's the end-all be-all of our lives and that, you know, if we just get this one person to like us back, or if we just get this one job, this one opportunity, if we just have a video go viral, it's going to change everything. We're never going to feel sad again. We're always going to be happy. We're going to feel so loved and taken care of but you don't know that that's what's going to happen. You really don't. For illustration, 
So there was this guy that I really liked in middle school, <laughs> like I would say about sixth grade, and I wanted so badly for him to like me back. And looking back, I honestly have no idea why I had a crush on this man because we had pretty much nothing in common. Um, his maturity level was definitely way below mine. Um, he was an adamant Logan Paul fan, and he only wore neon shirts, so my friends and I would call him Neon Shirt Kid when we were trying to talk about him discreetly, which honestly is not a discreet name at all, but you know, when you're in middle school, there's only so much you can do. But anyways, I really, really liked this guy, and I would always, like, try to accidentally run into him, you know, quotes around accidentally, because I would plan everything out. Um, like, if I knew that he was going to be in the library on X day, I would just say to my friends, like, hey, you know, <laughs> maybe we should go to the library. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm so surprised to see you here. Um, so yeah, I was always trying to force an outcome with that. And in the end, thank God, he never ended up liking me, probably because he had no clue that I liked him because I probably did not know how to flirt at all. Um, definitely not secure enough to put myself out there. And also, I was a sixth grader, so I'm very glad that I didn't try to make a relationship happen at that young age. But if things had gone my way, he would have asked me to like the Valentine's Day dance or something stupid like that. Because in my middle schooler mind, that was just the pinnacle of achievement. So anyway, I really liked this person. I wanted them to like me back. I was trying to force the outcome all the time, like trying to always accidentally run into him, hoping that things would go my way. But God never let that happen. And looking back, now that I have the maturity that I do and the ability to assess the situation from a logical standpoint... It's so obvious how that was a blessing and how I thought I knew what would make me happy, in this case, quote, neon shirt kid, but that's actually not what would have made me happy back then. Looking back, I know that I did not at all have the emotional maturity to be in any sort of relationship. I think as a sixth grader, that is just way too young to be dating, generally speaking, because... I mean, guys, at least, are barely even emotionally developed at that point, and I definitely did not have the maturity either for that. But, of course, I thought that I knew what was best for me. And I do also know, having a first heartbreak in sixth grade, like, if that relationship ended like I know it would have... <laughs> I just probably would have been completely devastated. And as a sixth grader, like, I hadn't gotten into self-improvement. I wasn't very stable in knowing my own worth. Um, I banked a lot of my validation on external things just because I really hadn't emotionally matured. It wasn't until, like, eighth grade and high school when I finally started to find my security in myself and not everything around me. And so looking back, it's like, wow, God really protected me with that. Because had things gone my way and had I gotten my heart broken as a sixth grader, I probably would have been destroyed. It probably would have left me completely and emotionally wrecked for probably over a year because I didn't have any of the emotional tools or maturity 
to not get my validation from other people liking me. So I know a breakup at that age would have probably done horrors to my mental state. And so in this way, God really does protect us from things. And I don't think that we give God enough credit for that. Because when you look back, I bet there are so many different times when God has protected you from something that now you can realize were for your benefit. Think of things that did not work out your way. So maybe someone not liking you back or not getting a job opportunity. And now look at where your life is today and think about what would have happened if those things had really gone through. And please think logically. Don't just think that because you were attached to someone, getting them would make your life because that's often not the case. But I know for me, looking back, not just with that middle school experience, but Lord, pretty much <laughs> pretty much with all the guys I've liked who haven't liked me back. Well, also, I actually don't know that they haven't liked me back because I never asked or made a move. I actually have like a pretty clear policy of never making moves on guys. But anyway, with the guys I've liked who haven't like made a move on me or where things just haven't gone the way that I wanted them to go, ugh, I'm just so glad that those things didn't work out. I can already think like even with relationships that have ended, that is so often a blessing from God and you have no idea what a blessing it is until like a year down the road once you've moved on and your life has improved and you realize your life couldn't have improved in that way and you probably wouldn't have been so motivated to make changes had that breakup not hurt your feelings and shaken you up. Because I know personally that almost all of my biggest and boldest and bravest decisions have come during post-breakup periods. Not that I've had many, only two, but the first time someone broke up with me, it was actually quite a sad story. I was just a little um, freshman. Well, it was actually the summer before my sophomore year. So I guess you could call me a sophomore by that point. But um, I was dating this guy who was a band kid, right? And I was not in the band program. So we never really got to spend time together once the school year started. And I started to complain. I honestly kind of initiated the breakup, so I shouldn't blame him. I basically said, I feel like you don't really value me for my intelligence or my values. And I honestly feel like this just isn't really pushing me closer towards my goals. You know, maybe this isn't the best thing. And then he was kind of upset about it. But um, I think we just kind of resolved that argument that night. But then a week later, then I get a text out of the blue and it says, hey, you know, you're a really amazing person, but I think that we should end things. And I was devastated, one, because I was petty and I was a little bit upset at the fact that he broke things off when I was the one who wanted to. And then he went around telling people that he broke up with me when I was actually the wise one who wanted to end things. And second of all, it was just so unexpected and out of the blue from him, and that really messed with me. Like, as a sophomore, I remember I was just totally dumbfounded and devastated just because it was so surprising and because he also did it over text, like a little wimp. 
But anyway, I was really sad for like a month or two. And then it turned out that God had surprised me in that moment. And what I thought was something awful ended up being a great gift because I was so heartbroken and so isolated and just so down in the dumps that I decided to start this podcast. And gosh, it's been like two years. But two years later, that surprise from God that honestly looked like a turd on my front doorstep ended up being a wonderful gift. Because here I am today with this podcast that has over 5,000 followers on Instagram. And, you know, had that little trumpet boy not dumped me, would I be here today? Honestly, probably not. I would have continued to live a life of comfort where I was holding myself back and not really going all in on my goals because the person I was dating was not big on ambition. And honestly, that probably would have ruined my life. So I say all this to make the point that you should let life surprise you. And when something happens that does not go the way that you want it to, like for example, someone breaks up with you over text or maybe an opportunity falls through, maybe someone breaks your heart, think of that as a little surprise from God. I no longer look at things that go wrong and say, oh, wow, you know, this was such a disappointment. I reframe it and I always say, I wonder what God is surprising me with this time. Okay, that is such a better way to look at things. And I've become so much less emotionally volatile ever since I've started to reframe things in that sense. And second of all, when you're looking towards the future, this is not just good for looking at the past, but also the future. You can have the mindset Let God surprise me. Whenever I catch myself overthinking about things I can't control, I just say, Abigail, let God surprise you. And I stop thinking, I stop trying to force things, I stop trying to make any outcome happen, and I just let life surprise me. It is so freeing. It has genuinely changed my life. I used to try to time everything perfectly. Like, if I wanted to talk to someone, I would rearrange my whole entire schedule just to make sure that, like, we'd be in the same place at the same time, or, like, I'd walk down the hall at X minute just so that I could talk to them about something. But I was trying to force outcomes so badly all the time, and it genuinely would just wear down on my mental health because I was always trying to make things happen. And I was always, in kind of a sense, abandoning myself to make sure that external things could come to fruition in my life. And at some point, I just said, Abigail, let God surprise you. I focused on myself, like, I will do whatever I need to do, and I'm not going to rearrange my schedule just to force external outcomes or get external validation from people. I just started literally doing whatever I want and just letting God surprise me with whatever happens in my life. And as soon as I adopted that outcome, the most magical things just started happening left and right. See, I always thought that you had to force things to get what you wanted in life, but I never considered that the right things you really don't have to force. And as soon as I stopped trying to force all of the wrong things, which I know they're wrong because even though I tried to force them, they never came to fruition. As soon as I stopped trying to force the wrong things, the right things just kept falling in my lap left and right. You don't have to force things if they're really the right thing for you. 
okay? This is like how some people have a natural talent for an instrument. And I'm not saying that you can't become good at something through hard work, because you can, and if you really want it that badly, you can work for it. But some people just pick up a violin and just know how to do it right. And I'm not saying that they don't need lessons, but some people with the same amount of lessons are exponentially better than other people with that amount of lessons. Some people, like, you know, they spend one hour practicing a piece and it is masterful, and another person could spend one hour practicing the same piece and just not be as good. A lot of things do boil down to, like, our God-given talent, and the right things do just flow naturally. I hate to say it, but it's true. And this is especially true with people, and I wish I had learned it earlier, but the right people will naturally see your value. Let life surprise you, because you don't know who these people are who will be naturally attracted to your value. And I used to always try to scout those people out. I would, like, look around, I'd meet someone new, and I'd say, hmm, maybe they could be a new friend of mine. Oh, maybe we could get along on these things. Or I'd meet a new guy and I'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe he will like me. But I was just constantly scouting left and right for people who I wanted to pick to be in my life. But I never once really considered the fact that I can just let God do the scouting for me. And God really has not let me down with the scouting. I stopped trying to, like, handpick people to go in my life. I just did my own thing. And all of a sudden, I'm not even joking, my social circle within the past year has transformed. I can't even believe it. Like, within the past year, I have met the most incredible people who I never knew could have existed one year ago. One year ago, I genuinely thought that, like, everyone in my hometown was just apathetic and that I'd never meet anyone who related to me on productivity and ambition. And I also thought I'd never meet, like, other guys my age who were into content creation and had, like, the spirit of an entrepreneur, guys who were ambitious and attractive and shredded. Well, I've met plenty of all of those people, and I think it's genuinely because I just let life surprise me. And the funny thing is all of those close friendships and those cool guys who I have met quite literally just sprung into my life out of the blue. None of those friendships or connections were planned, and that is what tells me that they came from God because I didn't try to force them, and it's so remarkable. I didn't try to force and the right things just came to me so effortlessly. And furthermore, even with specific outcomes that I've wanted, like, okay, I'm literally exposing myself left and right, but there's this guy that <laughs> I will admit I've kind of found attractive. Um, not so much anymore, because I actually found out uh, he's not really the man of God he claims to be. But there was this guy, like, within my first... Um, month and a half of this school year who I really thought was attractive. Um, he's very similar to me in a lot of ways and we're kind of friends. Well, no, we actually are friends. But anyway, I would always be so excited to see him because he'd always say hi to me in the halls and stuff, which I honestly really liked. And he just seemed like a really good guy and a nice person. And I guess I was starting to get attached because I noticed that I was always hoping to run into him. 
and like I knew when he would be passing me at certain spots in the hall, right? Like I knew that during the class change between like first and second block or something like that, if I went down to my class, I would end up running into him, right? And I started to force things. I'm ashamed of myself, I know, but I would try to leave my class at a certain time in hopes that we would end up running into each other, (laughs) which is just so embarrassing now to think about. But yeah, for the longest time, I was forcing the outcome and I was always wanting something to happen, like outside of me. I was looking for this external outcome to happen all the time. Like, you know, best case scenario, he says hi to me, we talk for a little bit. And the issue with this is that although I got my way most of the time, on days when I didn't get my way, or God forbid, I saw him talking to another girl, my day would just be wrecked. And then I would end up going to my class just honestly wanting to die And I just realized how stupid it was to be basing so much of my happiness on this external outcome that I was trying to force. And I was thinking about it and I was like, Abigail, you know, would you really want a guy who is not actually chasing after you? I realized I was doing all of the chasing in this situation. Well, not really, because he was always saying hi to me. But energetically speaking, I was doing a lot of chasing and always wanting something to happen. And I just realized that I was holding myself back from something much, much better because the kind of guy that I would want would chase after me and clearly communicate his intentions. Like, he wouldn't leave me in that zone of wondering, like, whether we were friends or, like, whether he liked me or not. And that was the situation that I was at with this guy that I thought was attractive. He really, I still don't know if he likes me. It's very hard to tell. But I've just detached from that situation. And I've realized that God is going to surprise me with something much better. And the right person from God, I genuinely believe I'm not going to have to chase after. I'm not going to have to like wish for the right outcome with. I genuinely know that this person is just going to make their intention clear from the very beginning and that it's not going to be something I have to like worry over and obsess over because that's just the worst state of mind to be in. So I focused on letting life surprise me Right, And even with this situation, although I don't want this man as much anymore, as soon as I detached and said that I would let God surprise me, (laughs) I can't give away too many details, but um, he did actually start to show me a lot more attention, and it's honestly kind of creepy because this happened with other people as well. Like, there were a few other people that I had micro hallway crushes on, you know, who I'd kind of be excited to see, just because it makes school more fun. But anyway, I also detached from those situations, and I stopped trying to force things or be, like, fantasizing people that I didn't even know that well, right? Because a lot of us will just meet someone new, and we'll think of all the potential that they could have in our lives. But we do this without really getting to know them and then we think that they're this great thing that they probably aren't even. So I just let go. I stopped trying to like dream about all these perfect scenarios happening. 
Um, I stopped trying to force friendships or like run-ins with guys that I thought were cute. And then all of those people started actually putting in effort to talk to me, Um, which just is so creepy and honestly confirms the point I'm trying to make, which is that when you let life surprise you, then everything moves. Because I decided, you know what, Abigail, we're going to focus on our school. We're not going to force outcomes. Like, you're literally such a valuable person. I have no idea why you're chasing after these people. Um, And as soon as I did that, then they all started chasing after me. So I would say this is a very useful strategy. Definitely give it a try. Whenever you catch yourself trying to force an outcome with anyone or anything, just let go really, something better will come in or things will start to shift and go your way. But the important thing is that you just let God surprise you because if something is not meant to be, no matter how much you force it, no matter how much you overthink or dream about a certain outcome happening, it's never going to happen. Never. It doesn't matter how hard you try or how much you want it to happen. God just won't let it happen. And there's real comfort in that because once you have adopted the stance of letting God surprise you, you don't care so much about external things happening and you don't try to force anything because you know that God will make the right people and opportunities flow into your life so effortlessly, just like how things have unfolded with me and all the wonderful people I've met and even those opportunities and situations with people that I was trying to force Once I let go, everything just started flowing so naturally and so beautifully. So this week, I want you to focus on letting go, not forcing things, and trusting God and letting God surprise you whenever you catch yourself overthinking. Repeat to yourself, let God surprise you. It will work wonders. Do the same with your past. Don't see things that haven't gone your way as disappointments, but see them as surprises and look a little bit further to see where God is actually protecting you. This will make a huge difference in the quality of your life and how happy you are and how grateful you're able to feel, so I know it will change your life. Thank you so much for listening and have an amazing week. Mm